Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is crazy. All right. We just found out about this from our ride or die super producer, the one and only Paul Mission Control Deccant. And it, it, I think the news bowled us over. Right, guys? Which is, what oh, yeah. did we just learn about? Uh, well, I'll, I'll just read you the headline here from NBC News. RFK assassin Sirhan B. Sirhan recommended for parole, but decision not final. So the guy who murdered Robert Kennedy may be getting out of jail. If he did murder Robert Kennedy. If he did, uh, if he was acting of his own volition, if he did. Uh, but either way, how badass is it to have two, the same first name and last name? You got to give the guy props for that alone. Definitely. And in this episode that we recorded in 2015, we look at Robert Kennedy's death. And uh, we kind of, you know, as... As many do, we connect it back to the 1963 assassination of his brother and just look at some of the weird things that happened. Was it a coincidence that both brothers died? We'll find out as we listen through this episode. From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. I have a short announcement, which I will read at this time. Senator Robert Francis Kennedy died at 1.44 a.m. today, June 6, 1968. With Senator Kennedy at the time of his death was his wife, Ethel, his sisters, Mrs. Patricia Lawford and Mrs. Stephen Smith, his brother-in-law, Stephen Smith, and his sister-in-law, Mrs. John F. Kennedy. He was 42 years old. Frank Makowitz, Kennedy Press Secretary, as reported by the New York Times, June 6, 1968. Thank you for that reading, Noel. Yeah, uh, that was fantastic. Absolutely. Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Matt. I'm Ben. And that dramatic reading you heard at the top of the podcast comes from, of course, our super producer, Noel, the second gunman, Brown. Most importantly, however, you're here. Welcome to Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. Yes, welcome to you. Now, 47 years ago today... On June 5th, mm-hmm. uh, Robert F. Kennedy was assassinated, and what, what you heard was uh, Noel reading that announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very somber day, and today we're going to talk about the 
this assassination. We're going to look at the official stories. We're going to look at the alternative theories and also the current theories about right. what really happened. Yeah, some more recent stuff. Uh, but as somebody said to Alice at the tea party, let's start at the beginning, go through the middle. We'll stop at the end. That sounds great. If this story has an end. Did that uh, Alice in Wonderland reference work, you think? I think so. I just, I don't remember who said it. The Mad Hatter or the Dormouse? The Dormouse didn't do that much. I know that because I, I played the Dormouse one time in a, in a high school thing. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, it was a, a shining moment. <laughs> do you have do you have video of that? Uh no, absolutely not. Okay. So what no. <laughs> um but we can always just stage our own, right? Absolutely. Oh, uh, we're an Alice short, I think. So uh let's go ahead and get some background here. Just a, a, a very high level thing. Now this is an issue we should disclaim first. This is an issue that you and I have talked about. Uh, for for a while, we had an earlier video that came out on this. We did. We had an earlier video specifically on uh, Robert Kennedy's assassination. Focused it focused on Sirhan Sirhan mm-hmm. and the idea of a Manchurian candidate, which we will get to later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we really want to start at the beginning here and talk about who RFK was. Why why it was. Uh, an extremely important and sad day when he was shot. And of course, yes, it is an important and tragic time in every instance where someone dies by gunfire or by violence. Uh, Absolutely. I guess I should say, um, I don't know. It, he had the possibility to make large changes mm -hmm. uh, and, and he even made in several of his speeches, he spoke about this idea that, a lot of people can make a difference in their local area and mm-hmm. in small events, but very few people will have the ability to make changes on a wide, almost worldwide basis. Right, and this is such a um, this is such an involved and examined topic. This assassination that we want everybody to know from the top that we're not going to be able to get to everything. So instead of asking at the end. We would like to ask here at the beginning and probably a little bit later uh, for you guys to reach out to us at our email address, our Facebook and our Twitter, uh, Conspiracy Stuff at the Facebook and Twitter, Conspiracy at How Stuff Works for the email, and let us know if there's some other theories you think we should bring up. Uh, let us know if there are some corrections, and uh, let us let us know, uh, you know what you think personally, even if you don't have any proof. That's okay. We just want to hear other opinions. All right, so here with that long preamble, <laughs> and I learned a fancy word for that, by what? the way. What? It's such a useless word. Are you ready? Yeah. Prolegomenon. Pro-legomenon? Like pro-legomenon. <laughs> nice, okay. It means brief introductory remarks. So almost prologue. Uh-huh. Menon. <laughs> like the phenomenon <laughs> yeah. of a prologue. Ooh, very nice. And I may be mispronouncing it. Sorry, everybody. So here we are. Robert Francis Kennedy, whom we will refer to as RFK for most of this podcast, was born in November of 1925. Now, he was the son of privilege. There's no way around that. He was born into the Kennedy dynasty, which mm-hmm. had risen from, uh, you know, bootlegging. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's one of the big allegations and stories. But, uh, at the time he was born, the, the Kennedy family was already pretty well established. And he took one of the, um, he took, he took a fairly standard, but, uh, spotless, well done trajectory that you see a lot of young people born into political dynasties or, or families with political aims taking, right? Yeah, that's right. He served in the U.S. Naval Reserve from 1944 to 1946. He went to Harvard and the University of Virginia School of Law. He also worked at the Boston Post and as an attorney in uh, Washington, D.C. Right. And in 1951, he began working for the Internal Security Section of the U.S. Department of Justice's Criminal Division. And by June of the next year, he resigned to manage his brother, Jack, uh, his campaign for the Massachusetts Senate. Now, this was his uh, first and official launch into his political career. Right. And that campaign for the Senate seat in Massachusetts was successful. Uh, there, are, there are a lot of 
Kennedy brothers here, uh, so we're going to refer to some of them as first names. But there's one that you knew, of course, we had mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, and that is John F. Kennedy. When Robert's brother, John F. Kennedy, won the 1960 presidential election, he, John, I mean, appointed his brother Robert to the position of attorney general, despite the fact that Robert didn't have experience in state or federal court. Yeah, that's right. Kind of a little strange, but I guess expected when you have those kind of ties uh, at that level. Yeah, but then also, regardless of where you like to place yourself in political ideology, mm-hmm. it's I personally don't think it's the best practice for something purporting to be a republic or meritocracy to uh to to rely on nepotism yeah, but to be able to even do that right but this is again this is a story where we know very little of the behind the scenes stuff sure i just wanted to make that point absolutely and rfk didn't do a bad job that's what i wanted to get to so even though there was some nepotism going on in his appointment to this uh to this level he made a name for himself he he went in there he started fighting organized crime corruption uh, even institutionalized racism. Yeah, like prosecuting corrupt teamsters, working with civil rights movements. You can find pictures of him with Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, he was basically ma- making a lot of en- enemies on all sorts of different fronts. Right, yes. Uh, also, he was often seen in, in many uh, social circles as a hero of people who are typically marginalized. There's a twist here, of course, which you all see see coming. Uh, in 1963, on November 22nd, the standing president, John F. Kennedy, was assassinated. And Robert Kennedy, like many other people at the time, was certain that multiple folks were involved in this murder, not just Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, yeah. He was suspicious of the mob, of the CIA, sure. even even of LBJ, at least uh, there are rumors that he was uh, he was rumored to be suspicious of LBJ. Right. And there was suspicion of possible Soviet involvement, mm-hmm. uh, anti-Castro, Cuban factions, any of the groups you and I just named working together. And, you know, of course, we know that kind of. Speculation thrives after an important death. There are people who will tell you that Elvis was still alive until quite recently. And I know that's not a a great comparison, but but I'm saying these opinions that he had or these beliefs were not by any means unreasonable at the time. No, and and there are a lot of people who are close to him at the time that have said that he was he felt personally responsible for the death of his brother because of the enemies he was making as the attorney general, uh, it, it's fascinating stuff. And for me, it's it's kind of sad to, to think about that mind state mm-hmm. of where he must have been when he find out found out about his brother. Right. Yeah. So in 1965, Robert Kennedy became a senator, New York senator. And in 1968, he launched a presidential campaign and it seemed to be going pretty well. Um. Yeah, that's March 16th, 1968, and it it was going very well. He looked like he had a serious shot. You know, I, I talked to my parents about Robert Kennedy when we first made our, our video about him, mm-hmm. and it I think I've mentioned this before, maybe in the Manchurian Candidate pod- podcast, but how enamored they were with him at the time because mm-hmm. of he was, like you said, giving a voice to people that hadn't really had one in politics for a good long time, at least at that level. Yeah. And... uh Man, it, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not getting choked up. I was getting choked up earlier, and I hate to admit that, but I was getting choked up watching these videos of him online giving speeches. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wish. It kind of reminds me of um, the president President Obama's campaign when he was running, where I was just the ideas that were coming out of that man's mouth made me want to believe in something better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what. RFK was doing for that generation at the time. Well, and also, given the the death of his brother as a president, uh, there's a great uh, sense of purpose or righteousness that mm-hmm. I think transmits very well. Uh, so he he had um, he had a decent shot at the presidency, and we'll see how close he came. But 
that stopped on June 5th, 1968, and it stopped abruptly because Robert Kennedy was also assassinated. He was shot by a young man at the time named Sirhan Sirhan. So our question here, and the question that people asked in the wake of the tragedy and almost 50 years later are still asking, is this. What happened? Well, here's the official story. Like we said, things were looking pretty good for RFK's presidential campaign. The Democratic primary elections uh, in California were on June 4th. The results were in RFK's favor. That's 46% to uh, his his opponent, McCarthy's uh, 42%. This was was the uh, running for the Democratic candidate spot. Yes, yes. Uh, And and just so we just uh, I hate to throw some cold water on there, but also uh, let's keep in mind that uh, Kennedy was facing what was considered an unrealistic race against President Lyndon Johnson. Yes, because Lyndon Johnson was popular as being seen like carrying the torch in the the wake of the JFK assassination. But still, he in terms of the Democratic stuff, he was uh, he he was cooking with gas. That's right. So about four hours after the polls closed, um, Robert went and spoke to his supporters at the Embassy Room Ballroom at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles. And uh, the government provides – this is this is really important. The government provides Secret Service protection for incumbents, right? But not for candidates. Right. So if Lyndon B. Johnson is campaigning, then he has Secret Service protection, but if – uh, his opponent, Robert Kennedy or Eugene McCarthy, are campaigning, then they, they don't get that automatic protection. Instead, uh, RFK had three security people, an FBI agent named William Barry and two former pro athletes who were sort of unofficial bodyguards. Now, RFK was planning to mingle with some of his supporters in the ballroom before going to this other gathering in the same hotel. Uh, but journalists wanted this press conference. They got deadlines. Well, yeah. I mean, well, you want to get... Uh, a, a piece of just a little something, maybe one or two lines from the guy who might win in this election. Uh, and, you know, that's that's a big deal for a journalist. Well, sure, it's a big deal, but it's also expected. You don't get bonus credit for it. You get yes. fired if you don't do your job. That's exactly right. Now, our RFK's campaign staffer, Fred Dutton, asked RFK to skip the second meeting, take a shortcut through the hotel kitchen, basically behind uh, the ballroom where the, the employees travel, and he was going to get there, go basically take a shortcut to meet the press. Uh, okay, to get to the press area. No, that's a great question uh, if you're asking it. Why didn't they just go the regular way? Why take the shortcut? Here's the thing. RFK, popular guy, always a people person, and apparently he was always pausing to press the flesh, shake mm-hmm. the hands, kiss the babies. Uh, so it could be tough to get him in and out places. You really had to had to guide him. As a handler, yeah. You yeah. really got to be hands-on with him. Right. And so uh, he was pausing to meet people as they were walking through the kitchen, which, you know, I, I think is cool, is, is the idea of meeting somebody who might one day be president. Uh, as he was shaking hands with an employee named Juan Romero, a busboy, uh, a guy rushed from uh, beside the ice machine, a young man named Sirhan Sirhan, firing a twenty-two caliber Ivor Johnson cadet revolver. Now, RFK got shot three times. One bullet entered his head behind his right ear, the other two at the rear of his right armpit, and uh, the second bullet exited his chest, but the third one stuck in his neck. So he is conscious. He is lucid. The first one of the first things he's asking when people are talking to him, Sirhan Sirhan, by the way, is instantly like tackled to the mm-hmm. ground. Uh, the, they're asking the first thing he asks, everything is everyone safe? Are they OK? Uh, he's rushed off to try to sit in an attempt to save his life. Uh, they do about four, almost four hours of surgery on him. Mm-hmm. I want to say like three hours, 40 minutes. But despite their efforts, he died on 1.44 a.m. June 6th, about 26 hours later uh, at 2 a.m., uh, Frank Mankiewicz, the spokesperson for the campaign, made the official statement uh, that Noel interpreted for us at the top of the show. Sirhan Sirhan is, as of this recording, currently sentenced to life in prison at the Richard J. Donovan Correctional Facility. So let's get into this. What What's the motivation? Why would Sirhan Sirhan do this? What we know is that 
Sirhan Sirhan was a Palestinian Christian with Jordanian citizenship, and investigators at the time believed that he murdered RFK or at least shot RFK for because of the candidate's support of Israel, which he saw as endangering the population of Palestine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very young at the time. He was only 24. Uh, one of the chief pieces of evidence for this that you can read is that his diary contained evidence of premeditation, including uh, written phrases like RFK must die over and over, Robert F. Kennedy must be assassinated over and over, uh, and sometimes citing specifically that this murder must occur before the 5th of June, 1968. And here's the thing, guys. Assassinations can happen for all sorts of reasons. And this is a perfectly believable one. People have been shot historically, for less. Mm -hmm. So why don't people, even today, believe that this is the whole story? We'll get to that in just a moment, but first we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's where it gets crazy. Now, we can't do all of these. We talked about that earlier. So we're going to take a high-level approach. Um, And like Ben said, please write in for any more details or any other conspiracies you think we missed here or you would like to see us cover in the future. I'm sure there are quite a few. Oh, yeah. We could probably make an an entire separate podcast, not like an episode, but a whole podcast. A whole show. Yeah, Stuff RFK and JFK's Killers Don't Want You to Know. Yeah, we could have a new episode every week, but until that happens, if it does, uh, here are a few of the most common, let's call them alternative theories to the story behind uh, RFK's assassination, if not both assassinations. So the first one is that the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency in the United States, is somehow involved. There's a filmmaker named Shane O'Sullivan, 
He's made several pieces, I believe, on this, on these subjects. And in one of them, he believes that, or he, he, um, he states with some evidence with, he actually spoke with several people who believe that CIA officers were present on the night of RFK's assassination. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't mean like, yeah, right, sarcastically, but it, that's correct that O'Sullivan says this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these three guys, again, allegedly were identified as CIA officers, senior officers who had worked at the main anti-Castro station out there in Miami. Uh, the, the three men listed were the chief officer of operations, a fellow named David Morales, the chief of maritime operations, a guy named Gordon Campbell, and the chief of psychological warfare, a guy named George Yohannides. Also, we, we should point out that it, it would seem that several of these claims were incorrect, uh, specifically the one about Gordon Campbell, because it would seem that he, Campbell, died of a heart attack six years prior to this assassination. At least there are records stating that he did. Yeah, and not, rec- not records as in people's letters to each other, records as in death, yeah, certificates. death certificates. So O'Sullivan's film also features an interview with an attorney named Robert Walton, who apparently worked with or for David Morales at some point. Walton says in the film, I quote, I was in Dallas when we got the son of a beep, and I was in Los Angeles when we got the little beep. bastard. Oh, uh, sorry. No, I, I I thought we could say bastard. Can we say bastard? Uh, no. Of course you could say bastard. Come on, man. People oh, watch okay. Game of Thrones. You know. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah, that's, that's true, a good John point. Snow. Yeah. Yeah, well, we do our beeps live here. Uh, interesting thing about this film is the CIA declined to comment. There's an interesting note here, too, that I, I'd like to make. It is true, ladies and gentlemen, that one of the reasons the term conspiracy theory is so popular in the mainstream is that shortly after the assassination of JFK, the CIA propagated some memos uh, or distributed some memos advising people on how to handle folks who said the official story wasn't true. And one of the big things they said is call it a conspiracy theory, call them conspiracy theorists. That's a fact. And you can check. I think you can find that actual document or a copy of it online, right? Yeah. And since then, if you hear in the news someone using the phrase conspiracy theory or theorist, it just equates with wacko. Sure. Right. Yeah. Because, uh, HSBC laundering money for drug cartels is the exact same thing as a secret race of half-reptile aliens. Yeah, it's completely equivalent. Pretty much, yeah. Apples to apples there. Uh, But O'Sullivan didn't stop at that one film. He produced another film, or created another film in 2007? Yes, that one was called RFK Must Die. And that updated some of those earlier erroneous claims, including most particularly the one about Gordon Campbell. So that's the that's part of the CIA involvement. You'll also hear stuff about a woman in a polka dot dress, which I which I think will be familiar to a lot of people who've looked at this. Uh, there's the theory of a second gunman next, which is not mutually exclusive, right? No, no, not at all. Uh, several of these could be working together, who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, authorities say that eight bullets were fired, three hitting uh, Robert Kennedy and the rest striking five other victims, all of whom survived. Okay. Lawyers William F. Pepper and Lori Dusick claim analysis of audio recordings actually show that there are 13 shots that were fired from multiple guns. And that's five more shots than Sirhan could fire from the 22 that he had in his possession. Yeah, because of the clip size. So mm-hmm. uh, that all of that makes me go, huh? Yeah, but it's it's an audio recording, so it's not. It, it is completely true that Sirhan Sirhan was in there with a gun, fired it, and uh, this politician died. That is inarguable. Sirhan and the defense team have continuously or consistently appealed this stuff. Uh, the attorney general, Kamala Harris, was not persuaded by some of these appeals, saying that the allegations fell short of dismantling the prosecution's overwhelming case against him. And so while we're on the subject of Sirhan Sirhan, which could deserve its own podcast alone, uh, we want to just talk a little bit briefly about this Manchurian candidate thing that you've heard us throw around. Uh, longtime listeners 
Well, our show hasn't been on that long in the audio. But, uh, well, I guess long, people who've watched the videos for a while, too, are already familiar with this concept. We did an audio show about the possibility of a Manchurian candidate. What, Matt, what is that? What, what do we mean when we say that? Well, the term itself was popularized or even coined by R- Richard Condon in his book from 1959 called Manchurian Candidate or The Manchurian Candidate. And we've, again, we've talked about this a lot. The definition really is an assassin who is kind of an unwitting assassin who is unaware that they are an assassin, uh, either with, uh, through brainwashing or some other technique. This person is convinced by a third party to murder someone else. Mm-hmm. And they're usually activated somehow, uh, like with a woman with a polka dotted dress. When you see this woman, you will need you will go and kill your target right that's the idea that there's some sort of trigger word phrase or image uh so do be cautious if a stranger approaches you and whispers something very specific in your head but that's the thing if you are a manchurian candidate you aren't aware that you are and you will have no idea when someone whispers the trigger word to you right and for the vast majority of people this is filed under interesting yet complete BS because the 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 thing here is that it has not been proven in a scientific way there there's no solid peer reviewed evidence that shows people can be programmed to that level of sophistication there is evidence that shows you can easily influence people in ways they don't understand uh, like right now i have a hot cup of coffee in my hand, and there are a couple studies that show that if a stranger comes in here right now and starts talking to Matt and I, and uh, let's say, Matt, you had a cold drink. What's mm-hmm. the kind of cold drink you would have? I would have a Sobe. Okay, so Matt has <laughs> Matt has a Sobe, ice cold, delicious Sobe. I've got a I've got a steaming cup of coffee. Then this study showed that the temperature of the drink we are holding has a measurable influence on our uh, perception of this stranger. Matt will be uh, likely to... I know it sounds so dumb. It it does sound crazy when you first hear it. But uh, Matt will be, according to this research, more likely to be objective, maybe less likely to to, to empathize with them, whereas I will be much warmer. Yeah, I'd be cold, you'd be warm. Mm -hmm. There's also... Okay, just while we're on it, this total tangent, but... If you are working at a job and you don't know a lot of people and you want them to think you're a team player, get a picture of a dog, frame it, and put it on your desk. It won't work if it's a cat, and it doesn't matter if you're in the picture. I mean, if you really want to be amoral and unethical about it, it doesn't have to be your dog. No. Uh, Although I think lying that way will come back to bite you, and it's not a good practice. And apparently, that picture of a dog will prime people to think of you as a trustworthy, loyal team player. Wait, Ben. What? I was thinking of some pictures on your desk. Yeah, yeah. That's No, that's a real dog. Uh Uh-huh. It's a real dog. Okay. Is it your dog? Moving on. So, Sirhan has actually gone into this Manchurian candidate territory, I guess you would call it, because as we said, he was sentenced to life in prison. He did not receive the death penalty, uh, and he has continued his uh, uh, the appeals process. He claims he has no recollection of the murder whatsoever. In an appeal in 2011, his lawyers repeated this previous assertion, and they had reports from people they said were experts who said that Sirhan Sirhan was programmed through hypnosis to fire shots as a diversion for the real killer. And that was in the latest appeal, uh, 2011, I believe, denied officially in 2012. That's, that is movie stuff right there. It, it sounds, it sounds like the plot of a film. You're right, of a thriller, a political intrigue film. The idea that someone could be programmed to do that sort of stuff and then in the aftermath, which Sirhan Sirhan argued, uh, in the aftermath have their memory wiped so that they don't remember who told them to do it or how, it just seems complicated. It, it seems pretty convenient, I would say. 
um, for as a story. Yeah, so that's a great that's a great point. Is this a legitimate grievance? Is this evidence of mental instability? And as uh, as other studies show, uh, spending your life in prison is not conducive to one's mental health. Or is this just a desperate, dishonest attempt to gain freedom? Right. I mean, maybe, man. It's it's tough. It's so tough to view from this angle, right? right. I, I want to believe in some as it sounds horrible, but I want to believe that something that fantastical could be real. Right. That there would be that sort of level of, um, I guess, I guess science or technology to to be able to do something like that. Don't get me wrong. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. And it's horrible mm-hmm. the way if it's true, the way it was used. But I wish I want to live in a world where things like that are possible like things that are otherworldly almost uh some people would say that you do unfortunately again at this point uh or maybe fortunately is a better way to mm-hmm. put it there there isn't any evidence that that level of influencing a person can happen now there's there is evidence of course of brainwashing right stuff like stockholm syndrome right and uh patty hurst joining the people who kidnapped her right or people being members of cults or other organizations that are similar to cults and darren brown did well supposedly demonstrate that he could create a manchurian candidate yes yes he did yeah and that is for television for television of course and that was a carefully controlled thing so Mm -hmm. it's not like he was setting this person out to be triggered and assault people however what the big difference here in this idea of a manchurian candidate would be that the manchurian candidate exists as a a separate um like a software program like a hidden software program or protocol inside a larger operating system of a human personality whereas brainwashing usually the the when people are brainwashed they still understand like they remember what they're doing they still understand a concept of the past the concept of the future right uh they're not some sort of automaton uh, arguably, and, and we should. I, I would love to talk to a cult, the programmer, or, oh, or someone man. like that. What do you think? I love that idea. So uh, we've got. <laughs> well, tell us if you have uh, any access to cult programmers that you think are legitimate, because we would like to get their story out there. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. 
With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We have one last one here, which is not not really fair, but it was all a coincidence. Uh, when JFK was shot in 63 and when RFK was shot in 68, these were entirely unrelated incidents. Uh, lone madman Lee Harvey Oswald, Sirhan Sirhan, assassinated these politicians and brothers for entirely separate reasons. And they just happened to both be from the same political dynasty, very high in the ranks of U.S. politics. For me, one of the strangest things here is that we didn't have presidential assassinations during the Great Wars, during World War One or World War Two, in the U.S. But then they, there are two in. Okay, RFK was not a president. But sure. he was a presidential candidate. Mm-hmm. And having two of them happen in just back-to-back and being brothers, I don't know. Right. And I, I think that's an interesting point to make because we know that while there have been numerous attempts to assassinate presidents, um, more than 20, if we count former presidents, uh, that, that we know of at least, mm-hmm. uh, there have been only four presidents that were successfully assassinated. That's Lincoln, Garfield, McKinley, and Kennedy. Uh, Now, other presidents were injured in attempted assassinations, uh, the most recent being Ronald Reagan. But the um, every single president has been, at least since John F. Kennedy, has been threatened by someone with an assassination. I think that just goes with the job, honestly. Yeah, and the way communication is changing. Right. That's a really good point, too. So is it is it a, a, an entirely unrelated thing? For some people, the those different commonalities just are circumstantial but too strong to ignore. But, of course, you know, the truth is, regardless of what happened, that both of these people were killed and it could have been a coincidence, at least according to the official stories, which find no connection between the murders, which comes back to, um, leads us to, rather, one of my favorite parts of the show. Matt, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Okay. What do you think? What, what do you think about this thing? Coincidence, related, motivations, possible players? Well, I... Uh, I find myself being swayed a little too easily when I watch documentaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a lot of information that I've been finding both in JFK's situation and RFK's situation that make me suspicious of Lyndon Johnson's administration. I'm not saying that he did it. I am interested in connections between LBJ's administration and perhaps some of the people that RFK made enemies of Mm -hmm. when he was attorney general. And I don't know enough about that right now, but I'm, that's where I'm interested in looking. Yeah. He was anti-war too. If I, he Mm -hmm. ran on an anti-war platform, if I recall correctly. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's difficult because I want to, I, you know, I want all of the information, right. Mm -hmm. And it's still, there, there are still things that people don't agree on, but in both cases, in both JFK's case and RFK's case, the official investigation 
is, is more or less closed. You know, the Warren Commission did their bit. Um, there were investigations into RFK's death, and they, they planned it squarely on Sirhan Sirhan. Um, I, I'm just, um, I'm, I'm perplexed, I think, most by uh, the fact that Sirhan Sirhan's still alive and imprisoned and filing appeals, using the appeal process uh, continually or when, whenever the opportunity mm-hmm. presents and saying that he was saying that he was brainwashed and then brain white. You know, that's spooky stuff. Yeah, but he's just a conspiracy theorist, Ben. He's well, people would say he's just a convicted murderer trying to trying to get out. Right. So now we're going to pass the question to you, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think about all this? Do you have are there any people that we didn't talk about in this episode? Oh, there are a lot, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, that you really think could be, I don't know, a suspect. Mm-hmm. Write to us, please. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. We're mm-hmm. conspiracy stuff at both of those. Also, I mean, if you really want to, you could send us an email. Ah, uh, yes. And while we're on that subject, Matt, no, what do you guys think? Uh, let's do a little listener mail. Here's a message we got from Kelly. Hey, guys, you should do a podcast on the Avro Aero CF-105. This super jet was amazing until the Canadian government canceled it in 1959. The cancellation day is known as Black Friday in Canadian aviation history. All planes, components, production, tooling, equipment, and technical data was scrapped. The story is filled with conspiracies regarding why the program was canceled. The story involves Russian spies mm-hmm. and the fallout leading uh, uh, leading to scientists involved in NASA and the Concorde jet. Cheers and keep up the great work, Kelly. So this is interesting, the Superjet Avro Aero CF-105. Do you know anything about this? You know, it's funny, <laughs> it's, it's funny that you say this or that we're reading this letter because, uh, Kelly, I believe that you also wrote into car stuff to uh, oh, wow. ask us uh, if we wanted to cover this. Um, I have looked into it a little bit, but it is definitely a, a pretty good a suggestion. I, You know, it kind of spans both car stuff and stuff they don't want you to know, right? Well, you know what that means. We're going to do a joint episode. Yeah, why not? We uh, Maybe we can have Scott over on, that, on this show, or, or maybe we can do a video about it. That'd we'll, be great. We'll see what it goes up with. There's one... Other thing, ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It's time for a moment with our super producer, Noel, Noel the second gunman, Brown. Brown. Hi. Hey, Noel. Hey, how's it going, guys? Pretty well. We just wanted to check in with you. We uh, just got done with the episode, so uh, what's going on? No, nothing much. You know, just the usual. Just listening to you guys, editing an episode on mass extinction from a different show. Um, what? Yeah. Uh, which one is it? Is it that uh, is uh, stuff to blow your mind? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I'm Talking looking forward to that. It's a mass extinction because mm-hmm. we're in we're in the uh, Anthropocene, right? The age of man or something. That sounds right. Yes, okay. for, a, for a little while longer. <laughs> right. For a little while longer. Well, I'm I, Noel. I'm glad you could check in. I want to keep you too long, but I do want you to know that I want both you guys to know that based on our earlier conversation last week mm-hmm. about the nature of a gyro mm-hmm. and what constitutes a sandwich, we received some tweets. So I'm going to just, uh, I'm just going to give you a few of these here, get your responses. All right. So, uh, Janelle writes in to say, I'm glad conspiracy stuff covers important topics. A gyro is so not a sandwich. Hashtag two slices or bust. Um, mm. Larry K writes in, says we, we did a good job on the podcast, uh, on the deep web. Uh, where we interviewed Alex Winter, said privacy is something that needs to make a comeback. Also, as Yero is not a sandwich. Man, uh, people are opinionated about this stuff. And this is this is the last one I'll read. Um, uh, Kelsey Ito says, my vote is that it's a wrap, but Wikipedia says it's a sandwich. And then tweets us again and says, Here's where it's here's where it gets crazy. Did someone change the Wikipedia entry in order to get people to say that it's a sandwich? <laughs> well, you guys, I think I might be able to shed at least a little bit of light on this. Yeah. So I was at lunch uh, last week. I uh, mm-hmm. went to a little Greek joint near the office, and sure enough, on the uh, menu, it says Euro Sandwich. Whoa. 
That's some hard evidence right there. Well, you know what? You guys are my friends, and I trust you. And I'm. It's more important to me to know the truth than to feel like I'm right. So if a gyro qualifies as a sandwich in a Greek restaurant, I don't really, I don't really have the authority to contradict. I mean, I see where you're coming from. I do feel like it exists in sort of a weird gray area between wrap and sandwich. I sort of think it's neither a wrap nor a sandwich, uh-huh. but for the sake of this discussion, I'm going to call it a sandwich. And why do we need labels anyway? I'm right? kidding. <laughs> right. That's, that's the best point so far. Agreed. So I guess that's, uh, that's it for today. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have been Matt. I'm still Ben. Are we, are we changing our identities after this? Yeah, I, I wasn't going to say anything. But are you going to wipe my brain? I'm going to uh, have a chat with you in a darkened room with a projector. Well, before we get to that point, uh, let's assume that we will still be here next week along with some new videos coming out. In the meantime, you can see every podcast we've ever done at our website, stufftheydon'twantyoutoknow.com. As we said, you can uh, tweet to us or uh, send us a message on Facebook or check out some of the stories that don't make it on the air. And that's the end of this classic episode. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, you can get into contact with us in a number of different ways. One of the best is to give us a call. Our number is one eight three three stdwytk If you don't want to do that, you can send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X dot com.